Netflix, Disney Plus, HBO. What is the best streaming service out there? We answer that question and more this week on Only Stupid Answers. We talk about movies, TV shows, comic books, Batman's, Halo's, streaming services. Uh, my name is DJ Wildridge. With me, as always, is Roxy Stryer. And today, we have a very special guest, Mr. Lon Harris. Lon, say hi to hey, the kids everybody. at home. Hey, everybody at home. How's it going? For those that don't know, who are you? Where can they find you? What are you up to? Uh, you know, I'm Lon. Uh, I write for Honest Trailers. You can watch uh, all of our stuff uh, over at Screen Junkies, uh, Fandom Entertainment. I do the Binge Boys podcast. Uh, that's me and Hal Rudnick. We also talk about whatever we're watching on any of the big streaming services. And you can find me on Twitter at L-O-N-S. That's a great place to look. And also for those watching the video or watching live, you have a, a special special boy in your lap. <laughs> oh, I have Taco. Taco the dog is here with me. There he oh, is. Oh, he's shy. He's shy. <laughs> I he's think really you have to now. start telling everybody that because when I came on, I want you to know this is what it looked like. <laughs> and I was see, con- you no, see I couldn't see it at all. And I was like, there. I was like, what, what promiscuous stuff is Lon up to? And then it's the dog's sign. head. Popped dog. up. I'll tell you what happens. It's that I live alone, just me and Taco here in the apartment. So if I am speaking aloud, mm-hmm. nine times out of ten, it is to him yeah. right? or or to myself, and I'm having a moment. But uh, so when I start talking on podcasts sometimes or shows like this, he comes around like, "What? What? What's going on? What's going on a walk? What's going on?" So I give him a little the moment no, or, or two of attention. I think it's beautiful. I just think it's an announcement to be made. You know? <laughs> okay, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. So uh, uh, for those that speaking of watching this live, for those that want to get these episodes early, you want to watch them live. You want to get special shows like Spiderversity or What We're Into. You can do that over at Patreon.com/slash Only Stupid Answers. Um, if you listen to this on iTunes, please please give us a five star review. We will read those on the air. We love them, please and thank you. If you watch this on or listen to this, excuse me, on Spotify, we ask a question. Question every week. Last week's question was which defenders should get new seasons on Disney Plus? Ray Alvarez said Heroes for Hire to course correct the cage and fist issues. Uh, Daredevil season four. Punisher and Jones had amazing shows, but I can't picture a Disney version of either. Just have them pop into other shows. Uh, just a side note on that I read the new Punisher comic where they're trying to like change the image to distance it from all the fascist stuff in America. And, uh, uh, so far, it's a rocky road. Anyway, um, Stormy Wood says, I love Jessica Jones, so I want more of her. Uh, I'm with Roxy and wanting Christian Ritter to play Jessica. Really loved having uh, Winston on the show. Winston, our guest last week. He was fantastic. Elaine Baltazar says, Colleen Wing and Missy Knight should get their own series, Daughters of the Dragon, with a Shang-Chi cameo. Lon, is there any particular Defenders character you'd like to see get a new season on Disney Plus? I, I think, I mean, and I, I've said this on somebody's show before. I think the, the my pitch would be, I thought the Defenders team-up season was underwhelming when they did it for Netflix, but I feel like this world is a show. Like, yeah. I would do a show, and it's all the Netflix street-level characters. I mean, everybody wants to come back. I bet there'll probably be a few people they couldn't get back. Everybody who's alive from that world who wants to come back and figure out a way to do a this version of Marvel's New York show. And I think we're at the point now <clears throat> where you could almost integrate that with some of the MCU shows that we've seen. So like after Echo, 
And like now that we've done Hawkeye and Echo and like those street level MCU series, I think it's like the perfect lead into this whole the, MCU street level world that we could now develop. That's what I would do. With that it. makes a lot of sense because especially since we talked about last episode, how like somebody like Mike Coulter, um, you know, he's on evil, you know, maybe he doesn't want to be in Luke Cage shape, but it's like maybe you could right. get him for a couple episodes of this Ex- Defender show. Exactly. Or like Charlie Cole, like all of those guys, like you might not be able to lock them in or like, or, or even just we've got eight new episodes of like a Misty Night story we want to tell. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's like, we've got some cool stuff we want to do. I mean, Colleen Wing is in a really, I did not like that Iron Fist series, but it leaves Colleen Wing. She's the new Iron Fist at the end of the series. Yeah, I think and we so can I'd all agree see- Colleen Wing was the highlight of that show. <laughs> Yeah, so stuff like with her and Misty Knight and figuring out a way to bring Coulter back for a few episodes and figuring out a way to get Kristen Ritter in the mix a little bit. Like now you're talking, like now that's is a show I would watch, even though individually bringing back those Netflix shows is not maybe the most exciting thing for me. Uh, also, I already mentioned uh, Spider-Verse on Patreon. I'd lo- also like to shout out our producers. There's a producer tier on Patreon, um, uh, $25 and up. Uh, we've got Ash Caitlin, Dylan, and Kevin. Those are some of our producers on the show. They also get to um, um, decide certain topics we're going to cover. Uh, we're starting soon. They're going to get to decide what I'm into certain weeks. They're going to make me watch stuff. So if you want to participate, it's a lot of power. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. Um, <laughs> If you would like to participate on that, you can check that out on Patreon. Maybe you're already on Patreon. Maybe you want to go to a higher tier, be more Make involved. him watch F-Boy Island. Make exactly. You can make F- me watch Island. Bachelor. You can make me watch F-Boy Island. You can make me watch Euphoria. That'd be a fun one. Um, uh, we'll get into all of that. But uh, before we go any further, before we dive into our main topic with today, which is going to be the streaming wars, uh, Lon mentioned he uh, co-hosts Binge Boys. So I figured we're talking about streaming because, uh, and this came up, Lon, just so you know, uh, uh, we mentioned at the top, I, I, I took the dive on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, because of Halo, sure. also yeah. uh, Jackass Forever is on there, and I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. Also, so Scream Five, they put up or just Scream, Scream, sure, it's Scream I, Five, Scream Five. Uh, um, I don't, I'm not, I disapprove of calling it, it. There's already a movie called Scream. This is confusing, but yeah, don't do it. Uh, five uh, Cream, Scream Five, <laughs> however you prefer. That's now also on Paramount. So I did that. I've started watching. I've started watching because I uh, uh, I got like a free three months for Apple TV Plus. I started watching that. Severance is amazing. Um, it's so, so fucking good. Um, finally caught up on that show. So so I'm now at a point where it feels like I'm going to have to start making decisions for which services I can or cannot keep. Um, sure. So that, that was the impetus for that. That's what we're going to talk about today. But before we do that, some news. Um, obviously, we're going to talk about, you know, let's do that first because who knows how long this part of the conversation is going to take us. Uh, let's start with. The deleted scene that dropped yesterday for the Batman featuring Barry Keegan as Joker. He made a brief cameo in the Batman, which I would argue is uh, my least favorite scene in that movie. Um, uh, and But now we get even more. Uh, and Roxy, let's start with you. Um, Folks love Joker. Listen. listen. They can't get enough. They, Joker they puts it butts Joker. in the seats, all right? Every, he's like the poochie of Gotham. Every time Joker's not on screen, everybody's like, where's Joker? What are we doing? Um, uh, Roxy, let's start with you. What did you think of this scene? Period. That's Or question mark. That's the question. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, well, first of all, maybe one of you guys can help me out with this. When I call him Barry Keegan, everybody yells at me and says it's Keoghan. When I call him Barry Keoghan, everybody says it's Keegan. 
So I'm pretty sure it's Keegan. My usual rule of thumb with Irish names is it's like you're overthinking it. Like, (laughs) you know, that there's an Oscar nominee for supporting actor for Belfast this year. He played Mance Raider on Game of Thrones. It's just Kieran Hines. Yeah. You see that first name and you're like, there's an accent mark in a C that shouldn't be there. And it's like, it's very perplexing. And it's just like, just Kieran, just Just a Kieran. So in this case, I think it's the same. It like, it looks like it's very, Kogan Co- yeah. or some, yeah. some, something medieval. It's just, you made him a wrestler, I yeah. feel like. Yeah. It's also like, like I, I just remember when I found out it was Saoirse Ronan, I'm like, interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Saoirse like inertia. That's yeah. her rule. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Barry. Okay, so I'm just going to call Kigigun. my boy B. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My yeah. boy B. Yeah. BK. I think BK is fine in this oh, instance. You're not immediately picturing Burger King? <laughs> <laughs> I am, but hey, why not? Why not? Not too shabby. I think that I actually thought the scene was fine. I I know that that's a lackluster answer, but I thought it had pros and cons. I think that the pros are that they're doing a really fun job on that website that was at the end of the movie, releasing things every once in a while, keeping the Batman li- love and lore alive, saying, here's what we're doing with this comic book. Here's what there's this deleted scene. Come check in. We have a whole new world. We're doing two different shows. You know, I feel like it's, it is really becoming its own corner of the DC universe. Yeah. And that's fun for me. And, and probably for you guys too. That's cool. I did not one ounce of me walked out of the Batman and was like, you know what I wish we had had was more Joker in that movie. Why didn't they give us more Joker? Mm -hmm. And so I feel like, I feel a little bit like a Guinea pig right now. I feel like Warner brothers, DC, I think that they, they're reading us and they're saying they're showing the scene and then they are taking their phones and hitting refresh, 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 Mm -hmm. refresh, and looking at what we are. And maybe that's giving us too much credit, but I think not us as in the three of us, us as in the people. Yeah. I think that they're trying to see, do you guys want, despite Matt Reeves saying this doesn't mean that he's going to be the big bad. Do you guys want more Joker? Do you like, BK, yeah. are you are you sprint to this? Are you not? This is just a fun thing. We're just throwing spaghetti at the wall. Is this one sticking? And I don't feel like that's a good way to decide who's going to be in your movies. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you, Roxy. I, I sincerely doubt. I know they're like, it's a deleted scene. There's no way this was ever intended to be in the movie. This was specifically to be like a little like drop later part of the url thing and also i don't know why it took me this long until you were talking talking roxy to realize like oh arkham show it's going to be a joker show that's what this is there and that's why it's barry keegan and not perhaps a more expensive actor it's gonna be it's the arkham show is a joker show on hbo max that's what they're I think so. that's very in flux though because because that was that was until very recently going to be a Gotham PD show. Yeah. And then they were like, nah, Terrence Winter, get out of here. We don't like that idea anymore. Yeah. And so I like I think I think probably Roxy's right on that. My guess would be this is a feeler for how 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 much do people love this take? <laughs> do people love it enough that we should make it a centerpiece of this TV show? Do people like it enough that we should make this the main the Batman, the returns plot threat. Like what, you know, like, I think this is Did the you moment where. Did you just make that where... up, Lon? Or is that what it's called? No, the I'm, Batman, I'm the kidding. returns. I'm kidding that it's the Batman, oh, the oh returns. My God. That would be that. so That's fucking not... funny. The Batman, like, the returns. Oh. I love it. <laughs> I make it happen. <laughs> that's my, that's my own pitch. But, um, 
yeah, I, I think this is I, that that like, you know, this is Kevin Feige. This is this is MCU 101. This is what these guys do. Yeah. They put this stuff out there. They see what kind of reaction it gets from social media. And that informs their decision making, you know, on on these next projects and what avenues to pursue. So I definitely think you're, you're probably not wrong. Uh, that they would be willing to do that. I just think they're going to see what kind of reaction this gets. As, as for me, like I, I thought, it's it's fine. I like it as a scene. I like Barry Keegan as an actor. I think this is like it's good casting. It's a it's a cool sequence. I'm just I got to admit at this point, I'm I'm ready for a different. I feel like we've gotten only gutter Joker since <laughs> Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger made such a dent an impact in the public's perception of this character that we've kind of been in this mode and like interesting different takes on this one mode of like, what if Joker was like disgusting and from the street and like, you know, not like ignoring every social taboo Mm -hmm. and, you know, Uh, and I'm like, I'm ready for like guy in an immaculate purple suit with acid seltzer. And like, I'm ready for like, Let's 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 go wildly different with the Joker, you know. Would you like, call Jared Leto gutter guy from the street. He is still like it's a different variation on that. Like he's more like, what if that guy was an enforcer for a cartel? But it's not. It's not like a gentle. It's not like the clown prince of crime. It's not like a. It's not like a guy who actually is amused by himself as the Joker. It's just like a guy who cackles and looks like he will probably shoot you. I thought that this version of BK was uh, or of the Joker was a little bit different, not enough to, for me to know for sure, because we're looking at him through glass, but I did. The the thing I did like about this actual scene is that I do like knowing that in year one, there were struggles. Batman sent Joker here. I I like the one year anniversary. Oh, so this is just paper. I like that they are always from day one. Since there was Batman, there was Joker. I do like that. I I don't know that I would like as much a buttoned up, not an Arkham suit wearing gent. um, But in this world that we made, because against emo bat, I know people don't like when I call him that, but he is emo bat against no, I, him. I don't know that that matches as much because bat. We're gonna have like Robert Pattinson guyliner situation, like, and then he's going against somebody who's like all suit wearing and. I get, I get what you're saying. It's maybe not a great fit for this Gotham, but again, like that's just my general take. Like I feel like I'm, and I don't hold this against the Matt Reeves movie, but I, I'm just like we've gotten so many of these kinds of like, it's gritty, it's dark. It's like a more realistic, you know, and I'm just like, I'm ready for other versions of these characters. So that's like my takeaway when I see this scene is like, oh, okay, we're kind of doing this, this again. And it's yeah. like, it's fine. It's good for what it is. I'm just like, I'm ready for a new take. I do like the idea of we're coming into a Gotham that is already Gotham. Like for a long time, we got caught in that idea of like, anything new you have to like show the origin so like we can't we can't just have poison ivy we got to be like how did dr pamela isley become plant lady and how did victor freeze get cold and in this suit and it's like i don't care i i like the idea of they're they're just an arca they're just criminals already this whole world is ongoing yeah i don't need to hear origins for these characters i've known about for my entire life. Well, and I think maybe we're hitting on something uh, uh, that could work with this This Joker is, like, let's say Matt Reeves is doing a trilogy because that's how we've been kind of um, conditioned to think about these movies. If Joker is always the Hannibal Lecter of those movies, he's never the big bad. 
he's just in Arkham yucking it up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's just, he's yeah. just there. We took care of him. Uh, and he's around because you can't do a Batman thing without him being around or at least mentioned. I honestly, I'm fine. Like, we've established at this point, like Roxy was saying, year one, Joker was a thing. Now he's an Arkham. I'm fine if we never reference again for the rest of the movie. He, he, Bat- Joker exists in this universe and we're moving on. It's fine. Um, but to Lon's point, um, I, I do think it's so tough when you've got such a such a um, influential take as Heath Ledger's and beyond that Mark Hamill's and before that Jack Nicholson. Um, uh, it's hard to do something. It's hard to compete with that. And it's hard to do something uh, really different with that. I, I, I think because of, um, um, you know, uh, Atlanta coming out, I was thinking like, yeah, what, what would you do that would be like, different and it's like yeah maybe let donald glover do like a teddy perkins you know what i mean like 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 you know lakeith stanfield has said he wants to be joker let him get take a crack at it you know what i mean um uh because it's i i like on i like this scene on paper i like the i kind of like the the interaction there um uh i like robert pattinson this scene a lot i think he did really good work i just don't know um uh, I think like Lon, this reminded me too much of all the like Heath Ledger knockoffs we've gotten since then. It's like, yeah, I mean, we get it. Like, I, you know, it's, just, it's also, uh, this is now the second scene in as many years of Batman going to the Joker for help. Cause we also <laughs> had it, the justice league where Batman, for whatever reason yeah. has chosen the Joker as a member of his post-apocalyptic, <laughs> like shock troop squad or whatever, yeah. which like, Obviously, you would never like it's it's hard enough for me to believe Batman going to Arkham to get the Joker's help, even advice wise, yeah. let alone, hey, let me give you a gun and come along and join me in my mercenary group. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but is it just like it's just not a very natural scenario. Like I get that the Hannibal Lecter Silence of the Lambs things is like a fun trope that would yeah. be fun to do. But it's just like it's strange credulity that Batman would be like. Hey, can you help me out here? I don't understand. One hundred percent. And it raises detective, but I can't solve this puzzle. Yeah. What do you think, clown guy? <laughs> and it also raises questions of like, what was Joker's bit that Batman thinks like? Yeah. Like, and, oh, he's gonna help me solve this puzzle. Yeah. Also, between weird. the for me, for me, and I feel like people are gonna disagree with this, but for me, I thought Riddler himself was one of the weaker parts of the Batman. Uh, and with this and this scene and the stuff with Riddler, it's like, yeah, maybe next movie do Mister Freeze. I don't know, like Matt Reeves. I don't know if you you have a really compelling handle on the whole serial killer thing. Do do something different than this, you know? Who would you? Who's your Mister Freeze? Who would you? Who would you cast this? I honestly have no fucking idea. You know the one that that came to me, and this would man, no, this would probably be bad. Uh, I actually thought of. Vin Diesel. I like I like that just because it's kind of a shout out to Batman and Robin. It's like we we pick the we pick the big, you know, mook action star <laughs> to be Mr. Freeze. It is kind of like that, but I think I think probably what it is and this isn't a good reason to cast anybody, but but like the voice, like I always picture Mr. Yeah. Freeze as ha- kind of having an authoritative. And so I guess I'm picturing like Iron Giant Vin Diesel uh where like he's he like a scientist. He's like a That genius, is a, a fantastic point. That is that is yeah. an incredibly good point. I know um um what am I blanking? Um Mark uh, Strong not Mark Strong, although also oh, good. Um, good. Fuck, good. I'm so like embarrassed right one. now. Uh, uh, Inglorious Bastards, Django Unchained. 
Um, uh, oh, Christoph Waltz. Christoph I've Waltz. seen a lot of people throwing Christoph Waltz out there. Yeah. Yeah. Did you say, I'm so embarrassed. I'm so embarrassed. I, like, I feel like Christoph Waltz is something I should be able to pull. <laughs> How yeah, dare I, after a two-year pandemic, forget somebody's name of a person I've never met? How dare I? How dare I? So embarrassed. Yeah. What about you, Lon? Uh, I, I I proposed the question and I didn't have a good <laughs> I, I didn't have a good answer in the, in the chamber. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I saw know, Giancarlo I Esposito being. Um, oh, uh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Any anybody yeah. who's got that yeah like removed like unemotional like this is just look I gotta I got this experiment and it's got to get done and this is the only you know like yeah. And like can, as long as you've got that that detached sort of yeah and but demeanor. but it can somehow convey tragedy through that sort of detachment right. you know what i mean like yeah. like ad- anyway um so those are our thoughts on the batman batman clip we're gonna go to a uh, quick ad break and then we will be back to talk about streaming service and stuff another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, okay, all right, okay, all right, okay, all right, all right, all right okay, all right, we are back. Hello, everybody. All right, all right. <laughs> all right, all right. We are back. And I want to get into streaming services, but real quick, I did. I, I, I felt like I'd be remiss if we didn't briefly talk about news-wise. There's a new Voltron movie coming out uh, being directed by the director of Red Notice, Russell, yeah. Ross and Marshall Thurber, who, by the way, also did Dodgeball. So I don't completely dislike his... He did Dodgeball, but then he did... Uh, there, there's, there, he did do two films with The Rock, Skyscraper <laughs> and then Central Intelligence. And Central Intelligence, I think, is a key, what we've started to call at Screen Junkies, proto-Red Notice. Like, <laughs> you can see the films that kind of led to the creation of what we're now calling the Red Notice genre. Yeah. And Central Central Intelligence was a key one. So that was really one. where... It- it's, that was where Dwayne and, and 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 Ross and obviously were like figuring out this formula that they were going to keep keep going back. I'm trying to think about I'm trying to think about um what the term I'm looking for being is is I want to say like something that's like a mixed blessing. Being being the Rock's go-to director is kind of a mixed blessing, right? Cuz on the one hand, you get to work with Dwayne the Rock Johnson, probably the biggest celebrity world, but also you're kind of like damned to your movies being middling to bad. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a fascinating question of, like, why are these movies kind of, like, flattening out? You know, like, what, like it, it, I think everybody can, can detect on some level that there's, like, a sameness to a lot of these kinds of, like, movie action comedy vehicles that come out from guys like The Rock and Ryan Reynolds. And yeah. it's just, like, like they kind of all start to look the same and they all, they all have that kind of same, like, like vibe and tone and sensibility. And so, yeah, I mean, like you get to keep making big movies every year if you're working with these guys. But I mean, I would say like a Sean Levy, who's like Ryan Reynolds go-to guy now. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing. You're not really making these idiosyncratic personal things anymore. You're making the next Ryan Reynolds movie. Yeah. And we all kind of know what that's going to be. Even when you just say there's going to be a next Ryan Reynolds movie before you even see it. Yes. I have to assume some directors 
love that and don't care about making the movie they like they love being part of a rock movie almost guarantees that you're part of something successful not only that but it's a job it's a it's a it's a good paying job it's a job (laughs) i mean i think like any creative endeavor there are people who are motivated to do it for all sorts of reasons some people are in it for the art some people are in it for the prestige yeah some people are in it for the money and like i think yeah that's that's fine and 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 certainly the money is better on that side doing those kinds of films than it would be you know making something that's more personal that maybe you'll get a chance to bring to a festival you know <laughs> and so and so do you I mean, think there's going to be four or five big rock movies every year too yes. you know like yes. that's like, that's that's work that's guaranteed work um do do you think Voltron will be a red notice cuz on paper it feels like it shouldn't be a red notice I don't. Yeah, I mean, we're still in the early days of to just to define the define our terms. Yeah. Uh, to me, a red notice. It, it's a genre. That's the first thing that's most important. It's not a criticism. If yeah. I say a movie is a red notice, that doesn't mean I think it's bad. I did not like the movie Red Notice, <laughs> but you could be a like. I thought Free Guy. It's a definite red notice. Yeah. Well, a fun movie. I yeah. didn't mind it at all. Perfectly like, fine. I, it, yeah. It does not saying it's a red notice doesn't mean I think it's going to suck. Is yeah. what I want to get across. But. So when I say a red news, I mean, it kind of straddles a bunch of different genres. There's comedy, there's action. It's kind of also an adventure, like a globe trotting adventure kind of deal and caper. So you get these movies where a bunch of different locations, usually like three to five celebrity cast members. They're on this international. They've got to go to a few different locations. They've got a couple mini missions, like a heist or a robbery or, you know, like a few tasks they've got to do. There's a lot of like banter, quippy, but not a lot of like comic situations, like extended comic set pieces. There's a lot of like slap fights or like chases, but not a lot of like committed action set pieces. Um, and there's there's other stuff too, but that's that's kind of the core idea. So stuff like Jungle Cruise, Uncharted, Free Guy. I mean, obviously Red Notice. Uh, <laughs> a, a good rule of thumb, if you're like a half hour into the movie and you're like, this is kind of funny and there's been a little bit of action and we're on like our fourth world city. That's like a good sign you're watching Red Notice. Also, if the <laughs> characters go to a fancy ball or benefit and they all have to wear formal wear, yeah. that's a that's a dead giveaway. That, that, it's, that it's like, a Red Notice. What I, or I saw, Gossip Girl, you know? You just or Gossip Girl, yeah, right. Well, that two. had more action and comedy than yes. But like, <laughs> like the... the the moment I saw the Uncharted trailer yeah. and there was that scene where Wahlberg's in the tux and, and Holland is the bartender at that big fancy party. Yeah. I was like, this is 100% a red notice. So what I'm hearing is a red notice is kind of everything and nothing. Like I'm, I'm yes. trying to tap into that right. feeling of like, what... so. And, and I mean, if you think about why this is happening, it's because, you know, movies have to be very broad. They have to play to huge, broad audiences. They have to play around the world. You know, Netflix is, this is what it was fascinating uh, I don't know if you read, I believe Rachel Shukert is her name, the, the woman who was the showrunner on The Babysitter's Club, which was mm-hmm. canceled despite glowing critical praise yeah. after two seasons. And what she said is the show was very popular in America where young women know what The Babysitter's Club is, yeah. but it wasn't growing huge in India or Malaysia or some of these other growing Netflix communities where they don't have the, the babysitters club is not a meaningful IP to young people there. Yeah. And that's what Netflix is really searching for. They already know their audience in North America. 
we're if you're in America, you already have Netflix, or if you don't have it by now, you're probably not ever going to sign. At this point, the, how how much of that audience is left? They're focused on these emerging markets where they're newer and they haven't captured everybody yet. God. So stuff like the Babysitters Club doesn't have that much appeal, and that's also why we're getting red notices because if it's too specific. If it's got too many cultural references that only work for America, if it's wordplay, if it's more elaborate comic situations that are going to be more specific to American sensibilities, well, it's not going to play all around the world where they're trying to drive Netflix subscriptions. That is bleak. Uh (laughs) Yeah, so it's got to be, you know, like, and if you go back and watch Red Notice... And again, I don't mean this to be like it's bad or you're stupid if you like it or that people always read that stuff in. And I'm really not trying to make that argument. But there's a lot of like mugging. There's a lot of physical comedy. A lot Mm. of it is like the character's expression is the joke because that's, you know, it's easier to translate all around the world to the broadest from little kids to old people. Everybody finds a guy getting conked on the head funny more elaborate wordplay or insightful jokes about things might not play. It, what, it's, the problem with that is obviously I don't necessarily need all my media to play to American sensibilities, but also I think uh, for me, at least I think uh, a core of good storytelling is specificity. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and so that's a problem. If, if, if that's antithetical to your, to your marketing scheme, it's like, well, what are we, what are we doing? What are we doing? Anyway. Yeah, I mean, I think that the lesson of 2022 media is like, you got to find that stuff. Like there is still stuff being made for more specific tastes and sensibilities, but it's not the big stuff that powers these huge platforms or that opens in theaters globally, you know, like yeah. those are the red notices. And then you got to seek out the, the worst person in the world's and the drive my cars to, yeah. To or play to your particular sensibility. Or as we will talk, Roxy and I will discuss in what we're into, uh X. Uh that movie came out. Or X. X. Sure. X so whatever. Fucking good. Anyway, that we're not talking about red notices today. We're talking about well, actually we, we this is a perfect segue to well, what we're talking about. Yeah. So that was I was gonna yeah. say Voltron, that yeah. all leads me back to Voltron. <laughs> I, I feel like probably not a red notice because it's probably going to lean heavily into homage to the classic like like the, the stuff that makes voltron feel like voltron yeah, it'll be like the classic power rangers movie that came out a couple years ago exactly, exactly. <laughs> cool. and i feel like that already gives them enough of a genre and enough of a formula that it probably won't end up feeling a lot like a red not that i think like an ip red notice is possible in fact i feel like there have been a couple MCU movies that are cl- like we're probably within two or three years of an MCU red notice hey, like listen Shang chi and black widow are already like 80% there. They're almost there. <laughs> They're almost there. They're so almost this, there. this is a perfect segue. Interestingly, uh, uh, this will be my segue. Interestingly, Netflix, despite uh, uh, that director working on Red Notice and them doing the animated Voltron series, which is very good, by the way. The new animated Voltron series is very good. Um, this is probably not going to be on Netflix. Segway to... No, Netflix is like not bidding. I think the ones they said are Warner Brothers, Universal, and Amazon so far, like leading the charge. Sure. Hmm. Um Sure. Stream, sure. Streaming, <laughs> streaming services. Uh, like I said at the top of the episode, part of what what is motivating this is I've got now as of, as of this moment, I feel like I have too many streaming services. I was pretty proud of myself that I was down to like three. I guess it was four. My four were were Netflix, HBO, Disney Plus, and Hulu. Um, which in my brain, it's sometimes easy to loop, loop in Hulu into the the Disney of it all. And sure. now I've got Paramount Plus and I've got Peacock and I've got Apple TV Plus. And some of those I have I have 
because of like promotions and shit for like free at the moment. Sure. But I yeah, feel yeah. like decisions are going to have to be made. And so um, I, we're talking about the streaming wars. I have here's what guys. Let me know if I'm missing something. Here's what I have is listed as the major streaming services. We have Netflix. We have HBO Max. We have Disney Plus. We have Hulu. Oh, Prime, I have Prime too. Uh, God damn it. Able, <laughs> Apple TV Plus, Paramount Plus, Peacock, Discovery Plus. Am I missing anything? Uh, you said Disney Plus. Yeah, right? I said Disney Plus. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, isn't, I think, isn't there that like uh, animation I mean, one? There's Crunchyroll. We actually, in, in the chat, uh, in the Discord chat, Nathan the Man said we lost Funimation to Crunchyroll, one of the first casualty of the war. Right. So Crunchyroll's in there as well. Well, I mean, a lot of the, it basically Crunchyroll bought Funimation. So a lot of the Funimation catalog is going into Crunchyroll. Yeah. So really, it's it's all, if you were, if you were subscribed to both, it's a win because now you're saving you're consolidating money. Consolidating yeah. your, your anime streaming services. Yeah. 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 So the, I guess just going into this, where, where do we think, like, who's winning right now? Who's losing? Roxy, let's start with you. How do you, how do you feel about well, the current state? Vaughn. One thing I would throw out there, I do feel like you got to kind of put an asterisk next to Amazon Prime and uh, what's the other one? Uh, oh, and Apple. Yeah. Because those are, they're not trying to win. Like, they're not trying to get you to sign up so you watch their cool shows. Honestly, yeah. they don't, they, it's like an incentive to get you to sign up for the, for Apple, they want you to buy a new Apple device and they'll give you TV Plus for free. Yeah. It's like a customer loyalty program. For Prime, they want you to buy the free shipping. Yes. It's like if you also watch, uh, you know, the, a few of the shows, Reacher. great. If not, <laughs> yeah. right. If you, if you do get into big man solve crime, terrific. <laughs> if not, don't worry about it. So anyway, I think that's important to like, they're not ever going to be like the winners or losers because they're not really playing the game as everyone else. Yeah, and it is a bummer too because like I wish Amazon didn't suck so hard because the Prime deal is like one of the best deals in town like that's right. you know what i mean um, it's just it, it, it adds a different layer but i'm yeah. sorry roxy I didn't mean to yeah so so roxy thoughts on thoughts on let's start with you thoughts on the current state of streaming how are you feeling about it what services are your go-tos uh it's i i have a really hard time answering this question because i also have every every Almost every, yeah. think every, access to every, certainly don't pay for myself every, but access. Do you have Discovery Plus? That's the only one I don't really have. My brother does. Oh, okay. My brother does. Actually, <laughs> my brother's wife does, but then that's my brother, which is me. <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh, I, I feel like every year it changes. I don't know, maybe Lawn rivals me, but I don't know anybody who watches as much television as I do. It's, um, I actually have a, a list of full shows that I've watched this year. Like, oh, I do, I do that too. I also do that too. Of, yeah. Okay. Lon, how, where are you at right now? Uh, are we doing that? We finished, or are we including stuff that we're still no, going on? Completely finished shows. All right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, uh, seventeen, eighteen. Okay. I'm I'm currently I'm currently at 31 full shows. Whoa, that's and, a lot. And so I'm in progress on a bunch, but that's 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 definitely taking Yep, I'm in end. progress on a bunch too. Um, you know, I'm still in progress on Walking Dead. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for Wow, you're still going on Walking Dead. Incredible. Incredible it, it effort. Is, it is truly incredible. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that is I'm honestly I'm proud of you. That's, Some might that's, say I'm doing the apocalypse's work. You're doing um, Negan's yeah, work. Yeah, but they're so it's it's a lot. I've 
uh, I am very alone and I, and I spend my time watching TV. So yeah, this is a very hard right. question for somebody like me because <laughs> I, I feel like rude to the, the streaming services that have given me so much that I'm about to kill off. But some of them just don't provide enough. And some of them provide movies that you could purchase elsewhere. Yeah. Like, okay, my probably my favorite streaming service right now is Apple TV Plus. Mm. I have become so completely obsessed with them because of the quality, not the quantity. Yeah. But then also, in addition to their shows, if you want to watch something like Coda, you have to have that service. Yeah. You've got to have it. And so because of their original movies, the way that they're programmed and the way that you can't usually find something elsewhere and the quality of their TV shows. That one for me is like, if you had asked me last year, I would have been like, what? I don't care. And then they sent me an Apple TV because I was never intending get on getting Apple TV. And then I was like, shit, 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 shit. This is so much of my life that's going into this thing. Oh, it's so good. Oh, there's so many good shows here. So yeah, I, I think that I'm all over the place, but Definitely, that's a, a front runner for me. I'm still a big Netflix girl. I think DJ, you've fallen off of that a little bit, though. I'm trying to think. I, I don't spend as much time on. I find myself. I spend a lot of time on on HBO. Uh, a lot of their content is really great. Um, I need to finish. I think it's the finale of Our Flag Means Death. Fantastic. The <laughs> uh, um um. Apple TV recently, because again, I got that three month free trial. So I'm like trying to like, in case I decide to leave it, power through. But again, you know, Ted Lasso, Mythic Quest, Severance. It's, it is taking. A- all- Apple TV Plus right now is having, an, like, they just finished the after party, which I thought was great. They've was got good. Severance on right now, which is, the I think, show. maybe the best show of the, the year. The best show on yeah, TV. It's hard. It's hard. It's taking all of so my far. strength to not let this derail into a Severance show because I, I just want to uh, talk about I just caught up. And watched, it's like, you watched Last Night? Yeah. Yeah, I'm all caught up. We can talk about it. Uh, <laughs> This is the best show. It is the best show. Serving season three just wrapped up and was incredible. What's uh, the We crashed. Are you guys watching? We crashed. I was gonna say we crashed and like along with the dropout, both like the best of the these like scammer startup shows. But that's Hulu, right? Where do the I dropout is Hulu. We okay. crashed is Apple TV. Apple, yeah. This is like a ridiculous run they're on right now of like incredibly good content that's like as good or better than any other streaming network is putting out and i thought morning show season two was so wildly perfect i loved i the especially the last half of season two i thought was incredible and i keep harping on this with dj schmigadoon schmigadoon yeah i love schmigadoon and i have mythic quest too i love i love mythic quest like they're they really it's just like you said and that that this was what tim cook sort of initially came out when he was pitching tv plus is like it's not going to be the ridiculous torrent number of shows that like a Netflix is doing. They're not going to overwhelm you with so much content, but it's, it's going to be curated. It's all going to be of a certain level of quality. They also have Pachinko, that new C that new series debuting today that Kogonada uh, directed. They, the guy did after Yang and Columbus, yeah. his new, his new show. It is feels on like when I loved HBO, and it was like everything that came out was a must watch for me. That's how I'm feeling yeah. about that. And then HBO Max, like dilute, they had that for a while. And yep. now they've kind of diluted their brand with HBO Max where they'll throw, yeah. you know, like 
just about anything on there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so Lon, how about, how are you like, uh, so I'm talking to two people and I think you talked about asterisks. We should put an asterisk in that watching and talking about these shows is our job. (laughs) So, so we're, we're in kind of a unique position where it doesn't like, like I'm talking about like having to lose things and it's like, well, maybe not because it is, I am supposed to talk about these things. So like, you know, uh, uh, how, how are you feeling? uh, I mean, I, I was, I would definitely second Apple TV plus, which as I just said, like a lot of my favorite shows of the moment are over there for whatever reason. Yeah. Uh, and if you're not watching Severance, like yellow jackets on Showtime is the only other thing this year that sort of rivaled it for me in terms of how much I liked it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the other one I would really highlight is I think that last year with the addition of the FX library, Hulu really took a big jump. Like Hulu oh, was always yes. like there were, <laughs> There was some stuff I liked on Hulu. It, it always had some contenders and some good TV coming over. Like, uh, you know, like it, it gets a lot of the network TV. It gets a lot of, you know, like sort of basic cable shows. It also has always gotten like they get a pretty good crop of like indie films and foreign films. Like I noticed that's where like they just got that Romanian film, uh, Bad Luck Banging or Looney Porn, which was on a ton of critics top 10 lists last year. Yeah. That's now streaming in the U.S. on Hulu. Spencer. Now and all those neon movies now streaming in the U.S. on Hulu, like they get a lot of A24 stuff first. Like so it's it's good for if you're a, like, you know, one level deeper movie fan. But then last year, now that FX shows either debuted directly on Hulu or come there the next day. So it's the place to see stuff like Fargo, Atlanta, stuff like, Atlanta, yeah. stuff like this, uh, you know, like a, a, a lot of these new uh, under the banner of having that John Krakauer adaptation with Andrew Garfield next month. Uh once you add in what the Hulu catalog already was, plus all these film acquisitions, plus the classic FX library and new FX shows, I think that's a that's a pretty good that's a pretty solid amount of content. Yeah, if I want to uh, rewatch The Shield or Justified or any of that shit, it's on fucking right. it's on all fucking Hulu. Yeah, right. or not exclusive. A lot of those shows are, are in multiple places, but you know you can see them all. Yeah. on on Hulu and a lot of those classic FX shows like. And they're still hold up and are great or people miss them the first time. Yep. Like uh, the Americans is a show yes. I talk about all the time that a lot of people didn't watch it when it was you on. And, you and us both. Yeah. So yeah all right. It yeah. is like my life mission to get people. This is the best finale ever. The, no. it, it, the, the, the whole final season is just like to go out on that level of a, a grace note and yep. to have it all sort of figured out and, and pulled together. It, a remarkable show. Yeah. So like, I right. That's a great like- show that if you never watched it, that's like Hulu in, in full. Go yeah. check it out. Lon, do you ever feel like the show that people decide is their favorite show of the year or they'll be like, this is the show to watch? Do you ever feel very defensive as an obsessed TV fan where you're like all the people who are like Station Eleven is the best show of the year? And I was just like, y'all aren't watching enough TV. Like, Oh, yes, I definitely have those moments where it's like when the when the one show comes out and everybody gets obsessed with it. It's like, that's it. This is the best show that's ever been. It's like, well, all right. Like, I I know you haven't you haven't dug deeper. What do you know about television? <laughs> I mean, you know what? I, and I like I like this show. I, I, I'm going to mention the name of a show. It's very popular. I like it. I'm not saying it's bad. But when people tell me that Stranger Things is their favorite show, mm-hmm. 
that to me is the red flag of like you watched three shows last year. I get it. Yeah, okay. yeah. I understand. It's I so understand. fun. It's a blast. I it's love it. It's fun. I like it. Yeah. I'm not knocking Stranger Things. Totally. Who doesn't enjoy Stranger Things? I'm just saying, like, it's okay. It's it's fun. It's yeah. not the best show. It's not. It's not the. It's not let's the best. Step, let's step away from the from the break. Of Walk away from the Stranger. <laughs> so we're, we're going to take another quick ad break, and uh, then then some harder choices are going to need to be made because I'm going to make you guys pick. Which services you're gonna you're gonna keep and which ones you're gonna get you rid of? You have to pick two, DJ. I know, yeah. I will. Oh. But I'm also, but I, that's self inflicted at that point. I, you know okay. what I mean. Okay. <laughs> we'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh my goodness, we are back. And before I make you all pick your streaming services, we do have a question here from the Discord from Leonard Kim. Um, Do you like when streaming services seem to have a set day for when they drop most, if not all, of their content? Disney Plus is Wednesday, Apple TV is Friday, Paramount Plus is Thursday, etc. Personally, I'd like uh, varying drop days as I'm more inclined to visit um, streaming services multiple times a week. I'd also like to add the addendum to that question of do you prefer full season drop or like an episode a week? Roxy, let's start with you. I have a really hard time with this first question because it is a nice way to try to store things in my brain a little bit. You know, like mm-hmm. if I'm going to go to the Apple app and then it's Thursday at midnight when I watch the shows because they just drop. So I guess it's technically Friday. I like knocking out my shows at once, mm-hmm. but, but then all week I'm like, no Apple shows. Mm-hmm. And that's my place right now. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of double, you know, damned if you do damned, if you don't, I do like that they have their one day. But I also want more greedy (laughs) So that. And then in terms of whether I like them to all drop at once or every week, I like the Hulu, typical Hulu model of three at the top, then one a week. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Lon, what about you? Yeah. I like, I like, I agree with Roxy that the three at once to get you sort of get you in, you know, like give you that taste. So you want to come back for more, I think helps a lot. And I think that, that's the the downside of the traditional like one a week model is when you get, you know, like like HBO or Apple where it's like, here's one episode, take it or leave it. Now wait a week to see if you want to come back for more. I that that is a bummer. Having said that, I feel like we now have a lot of evidence that uh if you drop them all at once and let people binge, it's fun and you'll get a lot of buzz for a weekend. Yeah. And then everybody forgets that your show exists for a full year. Yeah. And you know, and, and and the the downside of that, even as a viewer, is you go back a year later and you're like, what was the show? Like, I find yeah. that I barely even remember it. And the recaps usually don't do a very good job. The Witcher, I had this problem with <laughs> recently where it's like, I really liked season one of The Witcher. Same. It was so long ago yep. that when I came back for season two, every single new person that would show up, I'd be like, do I know this person? Who who the hell is? It's been so long. Yeah. So I think that it, it helps to spread it out just for that. Uh, but it also... I mean, we even just saw, not my favorite show of the year, but like even with the Gilded Age on HBO, doubled its audience over the course of season one. So by the end, there's so much more discussion. It, so many more people are watching. Like, I don't understand why you wouldn't do it that way. 
unless you were Netflix and you were just kind of locked into this binge model now. Um, what was the other? There was a second question. It was. I, it was. I do you prefer it. if they have like a, a day? Like Disney Plus has uh, Wednesday, and I. Uh, I don't really care that much. My only thing would be I wish they would like so many of them do it at the end of the week. Like when Disney stopped doing Friday and switched to Wednesday, that was like amazing for me personally yes. because I try to watch so many shows and it's so backloaded to the end of the week. I spend like. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, working through all the shows that came out and then nothing to watch Monday through like Wednesday. Yeah. And so it would be it'd be great if we would like everybody pick their own day and it was like spread out throughout the week. Where are the I Monday people? Yeah, yeah, like I would love some Monday twos, like Acorn TV, uh, that which is owned by AMC Networks and they bring over a lot of the British shows. Okay. They do their debuts on Monday. I don't subscribe to Acorn TV, so I don't get to benefit from this. But if you were really into like Murdoch mysteries, yeah, yeah, those yeah. will show up on Mondays. I'd love another streamer to get into the Monday release. You know what I care more about, DJ? That <laughs> I feel like nobody, people are not. Oh, I, I was going to bring this up, but yeah, I think I think we're on the same page. Go for it. But uh, it's about the time in which things are dropping. This yes. is what I care more about. I'm already nocturnal. Stop fucking with me. I'll stay up all night. Don't tempt me. Uh, if you drop a season at midnight, you better believe I'm not getting sleep that night. Yeah. I'm so also obsessed with being the first to know and not having it spoiled for me or whatever it is. If you're going to be rude about it and drop a whole season at midnight, uh, my day is ruined Yeah, because I'm not going to stop. It's like, why can't any of these services drop at six on the West well, Coast? Apple nine? does. Apple yeah, does. Yeah, Apple, I love it. Apple, Apple loves Thursday, me. Apple, <laughs> Apple Thursday night me. is the best night in streaming because their Friday shows go up at 6 p.m. Pacific time. For sure. For sure. Well, and like, I know Amazon would do that for the Disney. Like, especially. Yeah, they're all mid. I have read. Especially you, Disney, you know what you're doing. And <laughs> I have I've read that it's because it's literally like they want to promote worldwide the same day. They want to say like March 19th, this opens globally. So it has to be, if it was earlier, it would be the 18th in the US and not the 19th. And so they don't want to like, like print two posters. But aren't That's they not even launching globally? Aren't a lot of their shows not coming out for months later? I heard it's because their servers can't handle the, the traction. Who knows? I did like I did like where HBO when it was like I remember this specifically with Lovecraft Country and Game of Thrones and Watchmen, where it would drop on the app when it aired on HBO. So that would be like for us West Coast, like six p.m. That and is that still happens the night the day up. Good. Like like Gilded Age when it airs at nine on the East Coast, you could start streaming it at six on the West Coast. And what is the deal with this FX thing, which I've never no, not FX, AMC. This AMC thing I've never done, but at the end of every Walking Dead episode, it's Oh, says, AMC Plus? I have that. Yeah, okay, so tell me about that. It says to watch next week's episode, subscribe to AMC yeah. Plus. So, so you're telling me there are people that have a, a, a Walking Dead episode a full week before I do? I actually, AMC Plus, not bad. You can get it through Amazon channels or as its own standalone service. And- AMC, their their strategy was we're not going to make like one big AMC service that's all the things we own. We're going to have a bunch of these like bespoke mini services. So like All Black, which used to be Urban Movie Channel, which is like their version of a BET. And they've got Acorn TV, which is like BBC shows and Shudder, which is like yeah. horror stuff and horror movies. And then after doing this for a while and it was working, they were like, okay, we're going to introduce one more and it's going to be called AMC plus. And it's a little bit more expensive than all those others. And it gathers content from all those others. Plus all the AMC shows. 
So just like what we were saying for FX on Hulu, if you wanted a library of all the classic AMC shows, your your Rescue Me's, your your Mad Men's, uh, you know, the, that's all now in one place. But their added incentive is certain, not every, but selected AMC shows. They actually debut the episodes a week early on the streaming service. So uh, I think that, it's all no. The Walking Dead. I think they're doing this with Fear the Walking Dead and World Beyond as well. You can actually watch the episode a week early on AMC Plus or wait an extra week and watch it air on AMC the channel. So rude. <laughs> and that also kind of tells <laughs> but you where- AMC Plus, if you're interested in like the breadth of all that content, it's not bad because you get the sh- you get new Shutter movies and like Creep Show if you wanted to watch that. What's but their you- price point? Do you remember? I think it's, I want to say it's like $7.99 a month. That's or not too bad. A month, also, is, in there. is Better Call Saul going to be on there? Because that might make yes, it worth right. it. Okay. Yes. All right. I believe I believe Better Call Saul will stream on, on the AM. Well, I, it'll, it'll definitely stream whether it'll do the week early, but I think they are going to do the week early. Thing. Oh, God damn it. Fuck. Um, the okay. early thing is killing me. I don't want to be behind the way I am. That's yeah, how they get you, Roxy. That's how they the get you. On The Walking Dead, I've given you 13 years of my life. You would you think that it would be a huge issue in terms of spoil. I haven't seen a lot of people complain about spoilers. That tells you, you a lot of where Walking Dead is right now. Right. You would think with Walking Dead, a spoiler-friendly show, yeah. they would they would have more concerns. But no, it, it streams are a week early for people. So so we're, we're running a little long, but I did want to mention, Lon, when we were talking about this over email, you mentioned the, the AVOD, ad-supported free streaming sites. We got I'm, t- I'm fascinated by this space, yeah. Tubi, Roku, Plex, Voodoo, Zumo... Uh, Peacock-ish. Uh, again, I got Paramount with, um, it has ads. Um, right. Well, that's, there's two levels. There's the free services like Tubi, yeah. Roku channel, where it's like, you can watch it for free, but you're going to watch, you're going to watch commercials. Or there's like the Peacock's got one, Paramount's got one. This is what Disney is talking about introducing. Uh, yeah. Disney's going to do this later this year, where it's, you still pay, but it's cheaper than a main subscription. I don't and like it. And they compensate by putting in some ads. If you're giving then, me ads, I shouldn't have like to pay fewer, for it. <laughs> fewer ads than you'd get on TV, but still some. That's what. The, that's how they start you. Fewer ads on a TV is where it starts. And then remember, right. I think whatever is it wasn't it you pay for cable and it's like nope, whatever. So what? How do you yeah. think this this changes the the ecosystem? At all? Well, I think what's what's so fascinating to me about it is that a lot of these companies. This was not. This was not where everybody's heads were at when streaming blew up. Like Netflix kind of defined this market and it was subscription. You know, it was just like the Netflix mailing you discs model. It was like you sign up and you pay us every month and then you get access to all this stuff. And that was really where everybody's heads were at for a really long time. And then it was really just that the public embraced this other model. I think a lot of the idea was part of the, the appeal of streaming was that people don't like ads. YouTube's Mm -hmm. getting interrupted with ads and it bugs people. Pandora, people used to complain about the ads all the time. Uh, So I think that the the conventional wisdom was it's going to be subscription. It's going to be like what Spotify did to Pandora. People want to get rid of those ads and they want to just hear the content. And I think they were wrong. And there's a huge audience that doesn't want to bother with subscription or at least doesn't only want to have subscription services and is willing to watch ads in order to get free content. And I think that to me, my guess would be that it's a lot of like, there's a lot of kinds of TV viewing. We Mm -hmm. we tend to think of like on the couch, phone down, favorite beverage, 
following intently your big show, like how Roxy and I watch uh, Severance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but like, there's also that whole category of I'm doing dishes, I'm doing work, I'm reading, I'm looking at my phone, and there's like TV on. You're talking think, about is it cake? Is <laughs> right. It cake? Yeah. All, all, all that whole category of of content, and I mean, I, I think that's a lot of what AVOD can sort of come in and and satisfy is that like I want something on, I want a feed, I just want Hell's Kitchen playing in the background. Yeah, I'm willing to have ads on. I'm not really going to be paying that much attention. And I think that we're seeing there's a lot of interest in that. So this is an exploding market right now, and everybody's kind of fighting over it. Yeah, it's interesting, and I and I think this might be something that that does change with because of where we are at with what we do stuff. Because I know for me, like I remember, I used to have Hulu with ads, and then it's right. like, wait, I could pay a little bit more and just watch my show. Uh, yes, please. Um, uh, if I decide to stick with Paramount, I will probably do that with them. I mean, not everybody is that. I think we're finding that there's a lot of us that feel that way. I also feel that way. Ads bug me. I try to get rid of them whenever I can, but I think there's a lot of, maybe it's age or other demographics. I'm not sure. A lot of Americans or people around the world are now signaling by using these services a lot that they're willing to watch some ads if the, if the cost is cheaper or non-existent and also i think there's something to be said for the curation factor that like having these live live streaming channels that are pre-programmed so i don't have to stop every half hour and pick out what the next thing i want to watch is i could just put on like peacock's true crime feed or 2b's 80s action movie feed and they're just going to come up with the next one when that one ends i think that's a that's also an appeal for a lot of people that makes a lot of sense. Roxy, where do you stand on, on ads? Would you ever, with all the TV you watch, would you supplement some of your streaming services with ones that you have to pay a little bit less, even though you, they have ads? I do. Okay. Yeah, I do do that. Um, you know, like Hulu forever I had ads. And I don't know what it is. I think this is the the side of me that will wear jeans until there's a hole in the crotch. And then I buy a patch and I put the patch there and then that patch will fall out. And then I will like laces and try to make a new design, cut them into shorts, wear the uh, shorts instead. The part of me that's like that. If you give me an option, that's $5 cheaper a month. And that option just requires me to sit through 60 seconds at a time. I do do that. Mm -hmm. And I don't like that part of me because as I watch, I'm so resentful. I'm watching. I'm like, fucking ad. Still there. But I do that. uh, And my siblings will make fun of me for it. And so they'll be like, use my Hulu. Mm -hmm. And because I don't have ads. And I'm like, "Mm, maybe it was a ploy all along. (laughs) Maybe it was Uh, a plan. Yeah. But I, I do. I do do that sometimes. So before we wrap up, here, here. This is where we put the rubber to the road. We're gonna have to pick in this moment. I, Rox and I discussed this last week. I was gonna do one of those like, uh, uh, this series of streaming services cost five dollars and whatever. But then we, uh, Lon, you brought up the ads thing. Roxy brought up the ads thing. How that brings prices down. So she, Roxy suggested points, and I'm even lazier than that. I'm just gonna make you all pick three of the major streaming services. Pick three that you would keep the rest you this is one of those you pick three the rest you lose forever i'll start as roxy pointed out this includes me i'll start um 
I think off the bat, HBO Max, you get all the classic HBO shows. I'm still, I'm almost, I'm at season six of The Sopranos. I'd never seen it before. I've been watching it over the pandemic. I've almost finished it. Um, and so, like, HBO would be one I would keep forever. I'm going to, for the, and this will be a rule for you all, I'm going to assume that this is just for me. This isn't for my work, stuff I need to watch for work. Um, so I'm going to say Disney Plus is out. Um, I, Lon, you brought this up. All the FX shows are on Hulu. Some of my all-time favorite shows ever are Hulu shows or FX shows. So Hulu's a keep. We've got HBO and Hulu. And then off of – this seems wild, but I think maybe maybe, maybe this is like a, a recency bias or whatever. But based off the strength of what I've been watching on Apple TV, I'd probably keep, keep that. Maybe just because I watched Severance last night. And I'm like, what the fuck? Um, so those are my three. My three are HBO, Hulu, and Apple TV. I'm ready. Roxy, go. Yeah. I am similar to you, HBO. You, If you're telling me this is for the rest of my life, too, <laughs> it's just I'm, I can't be somebody who does not have HBO. Yeah. It's, it just isn't my whole soul. Then I'm also keeping Apple TV. As I told you guys, I think they're making the best content right now. It's not that much of it, though. Yeah. And so then to try to adjust for the fact that I'm picking two that are more specific – I'm going Netflix because fair, even fair. though even though I don't think it is it's not the Netflix it once was it's still freaking Netflix and I could still lose years of my life just being on there like <laughs> I, I'll just stumble onto things forever and the and they still do have sometimes they'll drop something that I'm like wow that was one of the greatest shows that we've seen yeah, um, yeah and solid. it's fun and it also has what Lon referred to as like the, the background shows and I and everybody needs like a background show network you know especially if you live alone and I'm like I need voices in the house mm-hmm. while I'm cooking mm-hmm. I can't feel like this anymore <laughs> thank you Netflix for being my friend you know I think I think that's that's a solid combo. Lon, what about you? You got to pick three. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm jumping in with everybody else. I think HBO Max is is for sure an essential. I got to have the HBO shows. I like the Warner Brothers movies coming there pretty quick. Like we're going to get the Batman next month on HBO Max. God like I wouldn't want to miss out on having Dune and the Batman at the ready like mm-hmm. that. Uh, so I appreciate that. I definitely think Hulu, you got to have Hulu on there. I like the Hulu originals. I like the FX content. I like the movies. I think that's probably the best, most well-rounded service in terms of the variety. Uh, and the last one, I can't believe I'm going to hear this come out of my own mouth because I like a lot of Netflix shows and I like, a, I, I do love Severance. I would have to, I'd like, I'm going over to somebody's house to watch Severance because mm-hmm. I'm not, not allowed to be on my cut list, you off. but I do need to see how Severance ends. I'm, I'm totally sucked in. But I think for my third one, I would probably go Disney plus. I think you've got an incredible strength of catalog there. You've got the entire sort of Disney archive to play around with, which is a lot of great shows. And I do, I'm going to be out. Like, I don't want to miss out on all of the new Pixar and MCU uh, and Star Wars content. I don't love all of it. I don't even like some of it, folks. But if you guys were all watching Mandalorian season three and I couldn't join in, I would feel really sad and left out in that scenario. I want to see Moon Knight in a few weeks. Like, I, I will admit that. So that, that as much as I enjoy, you know, like, some of the stuff that's on Showtime or, or, or AMC Plus or some of these other services, like, 
I think I, I think I got to be honest. I would, I would be sad to lose, uh, to lose my Disney Plus. There you go. And I think Bob Chapix got me. You know, I think by default, I think by default, we've determined that HBO is the winner because all three of us Mm -hmm. chose it. Um, HBO and Hulu got a lot of strong support from this group. Yeah, I did pick Hulu, but that was the hardest one for me. Yeah, I think those two. I, I really do believe that as much good stuff as everybody else is making, like. I do feel like those two are the the sort of clearly heads above. And I and I say that as somebody who I enjoyed the the boys diabolical and Reacher just in the last few weeks. So it's not like there's not good stuff on these other platforms. Now, before we go, uh, I just want to say severance. No spoilers because it is the episode just dropped last night. I am I am slightly worried that we might be going down like too many too many mysteries like too many reveals uh uh i, I haven't felt it yet but i'm like Here's with the next. last last night's reveal i'm like too many <laughs> lots of reveals but i think we we now have uh there was one line of dialogue that i believe we have season one's end game yeah uh we we were introduced to in a few weeks patricia arquette's character whatever she's got four names whatever you yeah, yeah, yeah. i yeah. think mostly She's going to attend the Egan family reunion. Mm-hmm. That's definitely, that's where season one culminates. And we're going to get some information about what's going on with Keir Egan and the Egan family, the founders of Lumen. I love uh, how they incorporate some kind of twist about the nature of the board and the Egan family. And I think that's where we're going to get a big piece of that. The reptilian people. <laughs> the reptilians. Oh. Uh, no, Here's but- where I, I started none of this is spoilers because it's just a guess yeah i started off with aliens i was like there this is some sort of experiment that aliens are conducting but then with the goats and with the the worship like the the sort of religion angle of like these paintings i love the religion this, like, angle cult of cult of keir egan and all this uh now it's like it feels more like almost lovecraftian like maybe yeah. it's a demonic or an infernal thing um i will also say one um uh, the dance sequence in this episode, the most recent episode, I was like, God damn it! I was I was watching. I'm like, who who? Dir- this is this is great. Who music, directed it? Music and music and dance appreciate music yeah. and dance experience. But it was so an well. It's an MDE, a music dance experience. Yeah, and it was yeah. so it was so well shot. And I'm like, who who directed this episode? And it's like it was Ben Stiller. I'm like, God damn it! it of course it was. Of course it was. It was so fucking yeah. good. Also, yeah. God bless his brother-in-law and his brother-in-law's book because not only is it an interesting thing to introduce but it's also the only time the show has made me laugh out loud and yeah, i need yeah, yeah, and i yeah. need that like uplift and and because it's such a we for, could go me, so deep we could go so deep on this because i think that, that I, I feel like there's something wrong uh, yeah. i, don't I have it. my my focus right now as a woman who has recently got back out into the dating game mm-hmm. is what a nightmare <laughs> what a dating nightmare mm-hmm. this scenario has been yeah. i i no spoilers but just the imagine trying to date this person mm-hmm. i'm done i'll never date anybody again that, <laughs> what, that one scene severed? where he yeah. thinks he's doing what she wants i was like mm-hmm. nope nope Go home. Everybody go home. Everybody go home. Anyway, <laughs> we should all start our Severance podcast, Severance After Show podcast. Yeah. I also like that it, you can feel like where the show determined, like, it felt like a mini series, And then, like, about midway point, you could feel like, oh, no, this is an ongoing show. Like, this is, the, yeah. you could yeah. see the switches oh, flip. Yeah. And like, is, oh, we need to. This is a six season. Yeah. This is, this is, there's no solution coming to this anytime soon. I just, what I love is 
it, 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 it really fools you. Like it, it seems like it's going to be this kind of satire about work and corporate culture and being at working in an office. And I really thought it was going to be much more of like that, like workplace comedy horror stuff. But it's like, no, it's full on like existential horror. Yeah, like, it's it really, a horror show. The office is the setting and it's really just the nightmare of this scenario playing out. Yeah. Who's your favorite character? Each of you. Um, uh, it's tough because Adam Scott is so fucking good. Uh, I think my hero is Heli. I like I am I am rooting so hard for Heli, and I relate so hard to Heli. And like her, just her desperate attempt to get the fuck out. I'm like, yeah, go go after it, do it, go for it. Yeah, I love everything with Irving and Bert uh, Turturro and Christopher Walken. Yeah. Their stuff is just they're they're both just killing it. They're both so good, and the, the performances are just absolutely killing it. But I will say. Uh, the guy, I don't know the actor's name, who's playing Mr. Milchick. Yeah. The the sort of overseer, like Patricia Arquette's Trammel second Tillman. in command, who's kind of, what was his name? Trammell Tillman. Yeah. yeah. That guy is incredible. And it's like, they've really captured that. What if the only way people communicated to you was like office speak? Like if you never left an office mm-hmm. and the only way people would talk to you is like the way your middle manager talks to you when you're an underling. And it's like, it's such a specific nightmare. And that guy taps into that that specific tone of voice and those facial expressions so and that, well. that fake smile so well. It's, it's really chilling. I also like, you know, he gets like attacked in this most recent episode and he's like freaking out. I'm like, yeah. you could take this guy. I can see your pecs through your shirt guy. You could, you could take oh, yeah. this guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Roxy, who's your favorite? Him. But it's, uh, I I don't know. I feel like I, so much of that stuff is like it. It was it was that plan. Like, did he know? He knew that I was going to happen. I don't. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I don't know who my favorite is. I sometimes I think it's Irving, but also it's Hallie. Mm-hmm. So I really like Dylan too. I think that he yeah. he's grown on me so much, um, especially in this episode where he just is, unleashes the beast. Mm-hmm. He's like. I'm tapped. Yeah, it's a good show. I also like the casting of Christopher Walken. It's like, hey, how do we get the audience to think that maybe this guy is a threat? And it's like, well, let's cast Christopher Walken, and then you'll just be suspicious of him immediately. Do you guys think we get him for more than season one? I think, uh, yeah. I I, I think that there's, you don't, you leave it dangling like that because then he can come back at any time. It turns out he is Kier, and that's why... I mean, I do think I do think on some level, Kira is still alive in some way. Mm-hmm. Like he's being preserved cryogenically, or he's in his consciousness is in a computer, something, or he's a reptilian. Yeah, something. There's some connection with the board and why we don't know the nature of the board. Yeah, and that's where I think we're not going to get all the answers, but I think the season one finale, like that's how they'll get us on the hook for season. How many episodes do we have? I think two. It's I think it's a nine episode season. Yeah, I think two or three, two or three left. Yeah, I need more. So, so uh, let's. We need to wrap it up, Lon. We'll let you go uh, before we go. Uh, remind the kids at home uh, where they can find you and what you're up to. Oh, uh, find me on Twitter at LONS. That's the best place to do it. Uh, subscribe or find Binge Boys, the podcast, how Rudnick and I do. It's very much like this. It's exactly like it just if Roxy and DJ were Hal Rudnick instead of themselves, this would basically have been our podcast. Uh, and then also, uh, I do a newsletter about streaming TV, inside.com slash streaming. That's uh, free. That's five days a week. It's got a calendar of what's new. It's occasionally got reviews and it's got all the news. So like the trailers and here's this casting update. And so 
help keep all this stuff straight. Hell yeah. Check that out. You can follow this show everywhere that matters at Only Stupid Answers, but on Twitter. Yank out the vowels from stupid. Uh, I'm at DJ Talks Trash. Roxy is at Roxy Stryer. We'll see you all next week where we'll be talking about uh, Moon Knight and Morbius. Yay. <laughs> we'll see you all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.